Welcome back, everybody, to the Dusty Vendor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chance Watson, with you as always, Taylor Wells, episode 101, or season two, episode one, depending on how you look at it, coming at you on this Wednesday night, uh, International Women's Day, I think? There you go. Is that what that is? Shout out, shout out to all the uh, women hockey players out there in the world, making, making the game a better place, and... Uh, and kicking ass. Um, I think you would you would you comfortably say that probably one of, if not the best players in Moscow when we were there was was a was a female hockey player? Yeah, Lindsay Macy. She honestly could she walked everybody and she could walk our entire team. She, and and you could you knew every single time that she stepped on the ice that she was at half speed too. I mean it's just yeah, oh yeah. yeah insanity, dude. Just yeah. fucking she insanity. Was She's on a whole other level. Abs- Absolutely good. She, I think at one time she might have been the best hockey player in North Idaho. I mean, she, so, because I worked with her at the rink, right, she, talking with her, she basically was the final cut for the year that she was trying to make the U.S. National Women's Team. God damn. Yeah, I mean, she that's was nuts. fucking filthy, dude. I can't believe that she didn't make the team. Like, that's that's just incredible. She think, is so fucking good. And, and maybe we'll have, to, we'll have to try to find her. I don't know where she's at in, in these days, but uh, if I remember her story correctly, they did end up calling her back because oh. uh, someone got hurt or something along those lines, so she could have been on the team and she basically said, nah, bro. Nice. So, interesting story. We'll have to check in with her on that. We'll have to definitely see if she can come on the show. That'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah. She's just, fuck. Check in with her. She's been all over the place. She was at the Coeur d'Alene Hockey Academy and yeah, all over. she's a beauty. Definitely, absolutely. So yeah, happy International Women's Day, uh, episode one. Or So what players that would, were number one? That would be goalies, right? Probably, yeah. Like yeah, fucking... Mostly, mostly goalies. I don't even... Whoever you asked me on that one podcast if, if they were on the Ducks or not. <laughs> that, no, that one guy? That one fucking guy it was just <laughs> like... He had the goalie, the most goaliest name you could ever fucking come Gold, up with. Goldberg. I think Goldberg. it was. Yeah, I think, I think that sounds right. Yeah, it was Goldberg. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Goldberg. Did he play for the Ducks? Yeah, technically, the might. Probably. Ducks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> he played for Gordon Bombay, baby. Hell yeah! Fuck, I need to watch. And I was just, actually for some reason today I was just thinking about. Did you watch Young Blood yet? No, I I had it pulled up the other night, and then I passed out on the couch, like trying to fucking. Okay, so pull you it get you, while you, while you got some free time, watch watch Young Blood for me. All right, it's just for you. Solid film. Thank you, I appreciate that. I was also today for some reason I was daydreaming thinking about uh, Mystery Alaska. Oh, I haven't seen that in a long time, dude. That's a it's been that's a, a, it's been a hot second, a hot second. I don't know why, but like for some reason you get like those motivational moments from movies, and I just remember Kurt Russell, not Kurt Russell. Um, uh, who's the main? Oh shit! Who's the main guy? Russell Crowe. There you go. Russell Crowe. I just remember him going. They didn't skate the river, did they? No. God. Uh, yeah, it's so. Good. Uh, that is exactly how it is in Alaska. If anyone was wondering. No shit. Yeah, that's every. There's just like little. No, it's not. We have. We have like we have. Just skate everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the sidewalks. <laughs> They groom the side, they fucking zam the sidewalks and shit. Um, <laughs> I, I, the amount of, like, when we would travel when we were younger, the amount of 
dumbass questions we would get is just beautiful from like canadians too it's like you guys fucking what? know like you yeah. guys how dare you ask me this you're, you? we're literally at the same latitude you are further north than me you dipshit yeah. you're not even in a province you're in a territory they just they start speaking french and just walk off oh oh some quebecers huh Quebec, Quebec was a very cool experience. So, uh, just you know, anyone that has a young and uh, we went and actually stayed with Billet family, so it was like juniors. Oh, yeah. So we went to that went to that Quebec tournament that they have. They bring in like two hundred teams or something stupid. Oh shit. And uh, so yeah, we got we got bounced from the tournament real fucking quick. But you know, but but so does so does like ninety percent of the teams, right? So then uh, you know those ninety percent of the teams are like, well, what the fuck are we gonna do for another three days? So then. Like we played, we played some team at like a mall, you know, like an ice rink in the middle of the mall, and they were just like, "Yeah, let's throw a fucking team together. Let's throw a game together." Why not? So yeah, good shit. But yeah, Mystery Alaska, that's a good one. That's we we uh, that is not how it is. We do have like we, I mean, we have a shitload of pond hockey, but most of our skating is done at like elementary schools because every elementary school has a fucking rink. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. That's pretty sick. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Before we get into it, once again, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Please like, comment, and share all of our stuff on social media. Check us out on whatever podcast you're listening on. Give us a nice hit that subscribe button so you can get every episode as soon as it comes out. Leave a nice review. We really appreciate that. And we want to shout out to our sponsors. First off, the Hockey Podcast Network, Absolute Beauties, Kyle and Dylan uh, leading the way on that. All the other shows in the network, uh, getting, get, having some fun with them on Twitter, uh, getting getting some camaraderie going. Love that stuff. Yep. Shout out to the Hub Tavern out in Spokane, your home away from home, the premier hockey bar in Spokane on the Anchor Alliance. One of the uh, I was about to say the thirty-two bars, but I don't think they have thirty-two. Uh, I don't think they quite hit thirty-two. I think that was their goal, but they haven't got there quite yet. Yeah. So, one of the bars on the Anchor Alliance, uh, super great place, very inviting, very fun. Home of the special Beers for Beneers, where if you are in the bar, when a Maddie Beneers gold is scored, you can get cheap beer for a limited time. Is this like a, so I'm thinking of like offsides, right? So if you have one foot in the bar, like Dave just, Dave <laughs> throws the fucking, blows the whistle. He's like, nah, it's not going to work, bro. Just fucking throws a shoe at you yeah. or something. <laughs> All right, now you can have a beer. I got to chuck yeah. my fucking sneaker at you. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope that's what it is. Uh, that is. I, that is. I could definitely, I would love to be at the Hub Tavern right now. I need a beer. I am I can't beerless. wait for you. I, can't, I cannot wait for you to meet this guy. Absolutely. It, it, we are going to have some good fucking time. Uh, actually, uh, a quick shout out to the uh, Third Line third line Hockey uh, coming up here in June or July for that Spokane tournament. Yeah, that's going to be unreal. That's going to be a fun time. The, dra the draft tournament. Yeah, draught. The old draught beer. Exactly, exactly. God, I need to, I think I might, now that I'm saying it, I haven't been out to the hub. And I said that last, last episode, but I hadn't go out since oh, last episode. So, God. so it officially has been a little while since I've been out to the hub. So I think I might need to make a stop out there this Saturday. Uh, you might need to. I, I did a quick search to try to find some of these anchor alliances down in Tacoma by me, and uh, they're really the only one is I think it's like DuPont, which is uh, not a horrible drive, probably 20 minutes from me, but 
man, they they gotta they gotta expand their anchor alliance a little bit. They got some opportunities down here. I noticed that there's a well, obviously the majority needs to be in you know the the Seattle metropolitan area. That's that's fine. I'm understanding of that, but like you know, it, it's a Pacific Northwest West thing, and it just seems like I I can't imagine. Well, I don't know. I, granted, living in the Pacific Northwest my entire life, I was I was about to say I can't imagine that there's not a beer between Spokane and the Seattle metropolitan area that you know isn't worthy of the title. But now that I think about it, I mean you got Moses Lake and Ellensburg and Yakima. So probably and, not. Yeah, just so probably not. So probably not. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Don't not. don't stop the, those places. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but, but you know what, but just for the sake of like, I mean, the fact that the corner, okay, no, no disrespect to the corner club down in Moscow, but the corner club's nothing special. It's more of just an iconic place. It's not like you go there for the ambiance. Like it's, it looks like a bomb shelter. Hey, you want to, that's, that's where I took all my first dates. <laughs> that's why, yeah, except for Morgan. And that's the only reason that we're married. Right. <laughs> Yeah, lesson learned. It says something. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we need you need to maybe maybe for the Seattle game on Saturday, go go down to the one in Dupont. Yeah, what's it called? We'll give him a shout. Uh, it's a great question. It's I know it's an Irish pub. Oh, yeah. We so do like Irish pub. It really is good. I got a charity golf tournament on Saturday, or else I probably would be there for the game. But uh, okay. uh, you know our 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 buddies. Uh, DJ is going to be here at the end of the month, so we'll we'll uh, I think we'll probably we'll we'll probably we're going to the Ducks game against the Kraken, but I think I think that Saturday they also play the Kings, so I think we're going to try to find a little a little bar. So maybe that's what we do: we travel over, check Hell it out, yeah. try to hit as try to hit as many of those places as you can. Let him let him know that the Dusty Bender podcast exists. I just walk in and yell, "Dusty Bender podcast is here." That's they'd never forget you. That's right. I mean, I, I you know, gonna have to duck and and throw some punches probably, but you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other way. Right. I mean, you know, if it's if I'm going into an Anchor Alliance hockey bar and I don't get at least one knuckle sandwich, like what is that? What am I even there for? Right? <laughs> what a worthless pile. I, I well, especially if you're in your Ducks jersey. Uh, well, I'm not. I, I would definitely be wearing my Kraken jersey against the Kings, but what? <laughs> or, ooh, are you gonna are you gonna be brave enough and wear your? We we spent an awful lot of money on our jerseys last game. You probably should wear your Kraken jersey to the Ducks game. So I think I am gonna. I think I am going Kraken, and the only reason is because you you know those two are gonna wear their Ducks jerseys, and so I don't want to leave Morgan being the only Kraken you know Kraken in That's the group. Fair. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll probably pull a Watson and wear. You know, a duck shirt underneath or something. If for some reason the Kraken just fold against the Ducks, hey, it had nothing to do with the Red Wings losing that game. It had everything to do with me being a drunken idiot and dropping two hundred and twenty dollars on fucking hockey jerseys. That just sounds like a drunken. I wouldn't necessarily yeah. consider you an idiot for that. that oh weird. no, no. It's at, at the end of the day, it was it was totally worth it, and I, I wear that thing as a nightgown. So. You know, I, we almost had a marital dispute last night watching that Ducks game, though, because uh, they're they're wearing their homes, their home normal navies, right? And uh, yeah. Morgan goes, "Oh, those are nice. We should. I, I like those jerseys," and I just about fucking lost it. <laughs> 
I, we need counseling. We, seriously, I was like, I was like, we either need to hash this out now, or we're going to BetterHelp.com. <laughs> yeah, we need to reach out to BetterHelp. We need sponsors. That's right. Holy shit. Uh, well, speaking of domestic violence, uh, John Miller, Fire Chief John Miller, uh, warns that you shouldn't do that because uh, when you do that. Uh, sometimes injuries can occur, and uh, then you gotta call EMS, and uh, EMS doesn't like dealing with that. Yeah, yeah, no one does, except no, yeah, except maybe uh, there was that there was that football player that just beat the living shit out of his girlfriend or whatever. Maybe oh, he likes yeah. it, Stacy. Maybe, perhaps. Well, there was that one, and there was that one hockey player that nobody liked that like he signed for the Edmonton Oilers for a hot second. Wasn't it? I thought it was Austin Watson. No, well, so Austin, okay, Austin Watson, I read into that a little more. Apparently, like, his, the, him and his girlfriend would just get drunk, like, blackout drunk, and just wail on each other. Jesus. So, just more, fucking more of a, because even Austin Watson's girlfriend came out, and she's like, I've got anger issues. Yeah. It's like, you both have anger yeah, issues. Yeah, it kind of sounds like you both <laughs> should probably stay off the fucking booze for a bit. Yeah, it's, it's one of those where I don't, it, if, if it was just an Austin Watson beating his girlfriend thing, I don't, I don't think Austin Watson would be playing hockey right now. Um, I think it, I think it was a drunken brawl of some kind between the two. I wonder if they have like indoor cameras and we can see it. Probably. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of mysteries in the NHL. Like, for example, why why is Verona no longer with the Red Wings? No, I mean we've already answered that question. Everyone, we all, we, we all know why. We all, <laughs> we're all very aware. Of well, I think okay. We we thought we thought jerking off too much, but I'm starting to think like that's just a problem you can get fixed, and then they bring you back on the team. Like the, he personally offended the Red Wings so much that they like basically paid the Blues to take him off their hands. So like maybe jerking off still, but. Maybe on like onto the the statue in the front lobby of Gordy Howe. My guess is in the middle of the living room at Iserman's like pre-season party or something. It's Iserman's it's Iserman's kids yeah, like twelfth yeah. birthday party. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You know who? Verona, we, what the fuck? You know who we got to come to your twelfth birthday party? Jacob Verona. It's his favorite player. <laughs> He's just in the fucking corner. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, what the fuck, dude? Come on, he's not, not he's again. Not looking at any, he's not even looking at anybody. He's staring at the corner. <laughs> he likes walls. <laughs> he just likes the color of Iserman's paint. <laughs> just fucking, just raging. Couldn't do any do anything about it. Yeah, bathrooms absolutely. Were, bathrooms were taken. Yeah. God damn it. Uh, well, whatever the case, we can we can get in a little bit here in a little bit, but um. So yeah, uh, shout out to the sponsors for our show. We really appreciate you guys. If you're interested in being mentioned on the show, uh, get a hold of us. We're, we're widely available. Sure. Uh, we'd love to love to shout out your cause or your business or whatever you got. And uh, our we, we don't we don't really charge much. So no, we don't. No, just uh, we we, we work on we, we'll even work on the barter system. Yeah. Like you could like you could like a like a pallet of of firewood or something oh yeah yeah we or, or 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 like deer like deer skins like we're old-timey old-timey prospectors just venison trades <laughs> just get sponsored by a butcher shop we're, we got we have a year supply of bacon if you need bacon 
you get one pack, one free pack of bacon with each purchase of Dusty Bender Hockey Podcast gear. Damn right. Oh, good fucking deal. That's actually a great deal. We need to, we need to partner with it. If you're any, if any butchers listen to this show, let's let's chat. I don't. That's that's a risky question. You think so? Just I mean, there. Oh, you know, oh. who knows? Yeah. Oh, from that? No, not not no not murder serial killers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Not we don't, we don't need any we don't need any Dahmer doppelgangers giving us a call. Uh, yeah. All right, now that we've mentioned cannibalism, let's get into some uh, Kraken hockey talk. Yeah, marital disputes and cannibalism and then Kraken hockey, so we we checked our boxes. Domestic violence, cannibalism, and hockey. Okay, all right. We are just, we're checking all the boxes, really. That is definitely it. The Google (laughs) form is filled. God damn it. All right, moving into some Kraken talk. Uh, folks, last time we left you, uh, the Kraken uh, were just about to play the Detroit Red Wings, I believe. Uh, in the last time, they've played Detroit, Columbus, Colorado, and the Duckies. Uh, four wins. Oof. Four, four. Hot. Um, three of those expected. They should win, uh, as we've talked about. Those are, those are gimme wins. Those are ones where you should win, and you should win by a significant amount. Um, the Red Wings, uh, after the deadline, were kind of uh, demoralized. They took that one. I believe it was an OT win. Am I wrong on that? I don't know how far back you're going here. Yeah, OT oh, win. Oh. There you go. Yeah, OT win. Red Wings uh, picking up that win on Thursday, March 2nd. Uh, played pretty well against them. That was a, a lot better game than the one you and I watched. Uh, that was a little more competitive, a lot more exciting. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. I think Jones was in for that one. Yeah, they had... Yeah, they had some. I mean, Wings remembered that loss, right? So the Wings actually played a pretty good game, but Kraken, Kraken have just been pretty much almost. I mean, it would be interesting to see the exact date that Francis basically said we're not going to make crazy moves, and then see you know where like you know where where the wins were starting to come through because I bet you it matches up a little bit. So I want to say that's the Colorado game, but I could be wrong. Um, I do remember that I was the the one uh, the one thing that stood out for me for this game was that Jared McCann put up two goals that got him to twenty nine, and I was all excited that McCann was going to get his thirtieth goal on a hat trick against the Red Wings. Yeah, it did not happen, but it would have been super cool, and I was pretty stoked about it. And the fact that uh, I don't know, I'll, I'll I'll hang my hat. Well, we'll talk about that a little bit. But anyway, so yeah, good 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 game against a uh, demoralized Red Wings team. Yeah. Uh, probably didn't, probably shouldn't have gone to overtime, but that was kind of a back and forth game, and uh, the Red Wings were were out for a little revenge. And I think at that point they were still trying to prove that they were not completely out of it. I think at this point they are, but um, yeah. Did you watch that game at all? Yeah, yeah. I, it just, good old, good old hockey game, right? I mean, you know, yeah. I, back and forth, entertaining hockey. Entertaining hockey. I mean, you you want to see. You want to see every game go to OT? Yeah, I mean, you obviously want to see those OT games, your team to win. But, um, you know, that, it's just, yeah, it's a good game overall. I think I think you're right. I think because that was, I think that was the day before the deadline. And so I, I just feel like the Wings were kind of playing to, hey, you know, hey, it, it just shit me out, dude. Like, you know. Well, they got hit. They they took the, they took the, uh, the two losses against Ottawa. And we could we could probably touch on that a little bit, but that was what basic like there was this whole push from Eisenman about how Bertuzzi's off the market and the Wings are gonna make you know playoff hockey you know like it's been too long since we've had playoff hockey we don't care if we're getting bounced in the first round we're gonna make the playoffs 
Um, they were in the spot, and then they played two back-to-back games against Ottawa, which were very, very important games. They were basically playoff games because yeah. Ottawa's right in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, Red Wings were at the time, too. Yeah, the Red Wings were in a spot. The the Ottawa Senators are trying to do the same thing as the Red Wings. Like It's been too long since playoffs. They, they want to get in and just, you know, show that they've got progress. Right. Uh, and they just kicked the fucking shit out of the Red Wings. Like, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even close. They were two dominant performances where they just embarrassed the shit out of the Red Wings. Yeah. Um, and that's what signaled Iserman. He's like, oh, this is actually a disguised tire fire. Uh, we're going to get some assets. So, But we can talk about that. Yeah, no good. Good um, game for the Kraken there, though. Big, big win. Yeah, yeah, good, good, solid win. And and for a team that's been inconsistent since the All Star break, uh, that's pretty solid. Yeah. So get the not- streak going. I mean, I think that was their second win in a row, right? I think they beat the Blues, and then, uh, so I mean, you know, yeah, just a, overall a good win, one that the Kraken needed to have. Yeah. You know, and uh, and they and they yeah, you know. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit more of a pucker than you'd like it to be, but um, right, you know, we'll, they'll, they'll take it. So, as Shorzy says, uh, two's a streak. Two is a fucking streak. So, and then they make it three, uh, playing the very terrible Columbus Blue Jackets. God, did you did you see them up four nothing on the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then they realize like, oh shit, we're not supposed to win. Hey guys, guys, stop. Yeah, they're think... up, they're up four nothing, and then uh, Kekalide and. Uh, comes down. Is that his name? Something like that. Sounds Something right. Something like that. GM comes down. He's like, "Hey, uh, f- fuckers, what are you doing? What are you thinking?" And then they and then Merz Lincoln's pretended he was sick, and then they put in some guy they found on the street in Columbus, and then they lost five four. So guy's okay, so like, "Yeah, I've I've put on pads before, <laughs> once, but I, they, you know, roller hockey in the street." Right. Downtown, downtown Columbus. <laughs> uh, that was that was not the game that the uh, Kraken played against them. Kraken go in, play Columbus, uh, take that win four uh, two. To be honest, this was a pretty dull game. It was very boring. Got to got to be completely honest with you. I mean, good good on the Kraken to you know tie. It was tied two two, and so to be able to kind of you know get that third and then that fourth, right? You know, snake that win out, but. Yeah, I mean, God, there was no goals in the first, and it was just like, uh-oh. Like, this is... Is this going to be a 1-0 fucking boring-ass sledgehammer well, match? Well, and there's those NHL games where, like, when the really good teams play the really bad teams, it, it almost seems like sometimes the good teams play down to their level. Yeah, big time. And that that was... It wasn't extreme like that, but it, there was definitely a little bit of that in this game, it felt like. Yeah. Um, but Columbus is, you know, I think they're at that point where they know that their season is trash. So they can actually start trying a little harder and having fun. Yeah. And that's where, like, God, if you're gambling right now, bet the over in Columbus games. Yeah. I mean, that game wouldn't have been the over. No, but, I mean, Columbus games right now, I mean, they're just playing loose and fast. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, and, and that's that's what you're going to see a lot of these, a lot of these, like, bottom dwellers is they just want to see like you want to see all of kent johnson if you're a columbus blue jackets fan mm-hmm. right so play him 22 minutes a night let him you know let him get comfortable in a situation where like did you know you're playing meaningful hockey because you're playing teams that have meaningful hockey right like that's the only that's the only thing you're going to see that's meaningful hockey for the next two three years so you might as well get him in there and get some get some moves but 
yeah, no, another another good win from the Kraken. I think I think what really stood out to me in this game, and I, I'd have to double check. This is the game I'm thinking, but the power play, dude. Um, yeah, two for four on the power play. So that's something that they had. They, I mean, Burakovsky being out is a huge miss, right? They, they miss him a ton, especially on that power play. But well, Winberg's finally shooting the fucking puck. Sure, sure. What does he have? Fifty shots now in the season. Yeah, God, I. This guy, it, it's. I think that. It, I mean, that has been a consistent thing that has plagued him since his time in Columbus. Like he, it was that. I remember it because he was. You gave me shit about it. He was on my fantasy team that one year back in college. Yeah. And he racked up. He had like two goals and sixty assists. Yeah. And because he was on a first line with Panarin. Yeah, I mean that helps. And right, and but all he was doing was just and, and like he got it in his head that oh this is how I'm this is how I'm gonna make my living. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be an elite playmaker. So, like, he got it in his brain, and now, like, because he went to Florida, and they, like, he's, the, the coach there was like, he's got to shoot the fucking puck. Like, he's a pass-first guy, and even he's been doing it in Seattle, too. He's getting better, for sure, but, God, it, I mean, it, when he, when he passes, it's great, and if somebody's there, it's awesome, but sometimes he'll, God, he's just always looking for pass-first. It's crazy. Yeah, I think, I think I was more of a pass-first guy when I was playing. Right, so but I think you have to take, even if it's a half-ass shot, you got to keep the goalie honest, right? Like they see my number coming down, I want them to 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 have a fifty-fifty of what I'm going to do instead of in reality with Wenberg, it's a ninety to ten, right? So I mean, oh, it's Alex Wenberg. I'm going to take the second man, right? So you know I, he's going to cheat over because Wenberg is literally just staring past the whole time, right? So right, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think a good game overall. I think again, you're just you're seeing, and this is the McCann thirty goal game. Um, yes, it was. Uh, but I think you're just you're kind of seeing that depth on this team, man. It's mm-hmm. just it is insane. Tanev I, is coming alive right now, man. Like I've. The games, I don't know if it's just selective or, it you know, it's like maybe just the games that I'm seeing or if he's doing this every game, but this guy is getting at least a breakaway a game. Yeah. Like, he is he is getting behind the defense. He is pressuring that. T- like, it's not even like the beer league special where they flip it out of the zone and he catches it in the neutral zone. Like, he's doing this, like, neutral zone pinch where he is just riding that fucking line and he times it up perfectly to catch that pass as he's going into the zone. It's nuts. They don't call him turbo for nothing. Dude, he's he's on one right now. He's playing good hockey, and that fourth line is dangerous. That fourth line, Dang. Morgan Geeky has been playing lights out yeah. recently and too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little more about them when we get the Colorado game. But um, the one thing I do want to shout out for Columbus, uh, Jack Roslovic is going to be a good hockey player. I mean, he has definitely shown flashes you, for them. But you could argue that he's already a decent player. But I yeah, I I, I like his play. Yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, he's he's a good guy. I, I think because he was part of the Patrick Line deal, if I remember correctly. I think so. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's a good pickup for Columbus. They that's what they need uh, more than anything right now is just some depth down the middle. Because you know they just have young guys down the middle. I mean, besides Boone, but um, yeah. Oh, that squad's gonna be good. They've got a decent pipeline right now. Yeah, they need. I think. Well, who's the. Oh, they did have a D that's just not playing right now. But anyway, so shit. If they pick up Connor Bedard, woo. yeah, fuck. I know that's sacrilegious to say to somebody to, who's a Ducks fan hoping to get him, but uh, I don't know if your duckies are going to be bad enough to get. Dude, let's be honest. He's going to Chicago because oh. Batman's Batman oh. is going to pick 
every single ping pong ball of course he until is. it says Chicago, and then he's going to be like, gonna... he's gonna be like, all right, turn the cameras on. I got this one. Not that one. Not no. One. It can't be. Can't be Columbus. We're not ever going to send him there. Yes, that would be that's terrible. What Korea, that's what Korea's going to die. That'd be terrible. No, it's either Chicago or or he's going to fucking Arizona. Yeah. Oh, oh, Arizona. Because Arizona. Gary Bettman has a fucking hard on for that team. So do I. Because that's his team. I mean, that, they might as well just call him the Arizona Bettmans at this point. Because there's literally anybody else whose reputation was not. And and this is coming from somebody who wants to see hockey succeed in Arizona. Like I, I want the Coyotes to be good. But from a from a cost perspective, there's no fucking way under any other GM that didn't have the reputation tied up in this team that they would they'd be they'd be gone. Yeah, yeah, they'd I be agree. absolutely gone. But because the Coyotes were Gary Bettman's like experiment with hockey in the desert, he refuses to let it die. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, even living in Phoenix for six years or however long I was there, it all fucking runs together. Um, yeah, they should have been gone a long time ago. If they do get this new rink, yeah, it's in an area that's a game changer. Yeah, I've heard the, I've heard good things about the future. They just need to ride the storm out, which is what another two years at ASU. Yeah, fuck. I mean, fuck. If not more. I mean, we you know the the CPA was they it took them what two years to renovate, right? So like, if you think of building a new one. That's a dagger. Yeah. That's, I don't, oof. So. Well, and, and there's rumors spreading around right now. Some conflicting reports, but there's rumors right now about the uh, NHL ready for its next phase of expansion. I hate that idea. Yeah. Oh, that's, I, I really terrible. don't like that idea. Not to, not to interrupt our Kraken talk, but shit. Uh, like, the cities that they were throwing out there, like Houston and Atlanta again? Yeah, fuck Atlanta. Why? What, Why we would, would we do we that again? We never do Atlanta again. I, it's, I think, I think the idea behind Atlanta is that... The NHL is like, okay, we've we've we have now fixed expansion. Yeah. Like we have now figured out how to make these teams competitive out of the gate. It's not like the old days when the Atlanta Thrashers just could never get their bearings. They had like, a Vander Kane chance. They had a Vander Kane. They had Dustin Bufflin. Like yeah, oh yeah, Atlanta Thrasher greats. <laughs> those fucking god, those baby blue jerseys were the ugliest fucking jerseys oof hated those really hated those yeah i i i just think 32 is the sweet spot like why why fuck with it you already have a scheduling issue why fuck with it and throw in two to four more teams like what are because gary gary bettman doesn't care about where a team should go he wants to go where there's a tv market and Atlanta and Houston and shit. There's even rumors of uh, a suburb of Toronto. Uh, yeah, Toronto getting a second team, kind of like how New York does. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I'm sure it would be fine. In fact, I'm in fact that would be really funny because I would bet that there's a lot. There would be a lot of disgruntled Maple Leafs fans that would easily jump ship in a second. Yeah, I mean, so if you're going to do it, do four teams, right? Do a massive expansion, do four, and put one in each division. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see where they would put one on the on the Pacific. I just, I have no idea where they would throw one. We've already added two teams to the Pacific. Right. But yeah, I just... And there are, there are... Yeah, you're running out... Unless you want to add, like, another California team. Arizona comes what else? back. <laughs> yeah, Arizona, I mean... We talked about Kansas. If you if you want to use some weird logic, you could say that the Kansas team would be in the West. 
Yeah, I think I think the, the most sense would be Arizona moving back over to the Pacific and then having a Kansas City team and a and a Houston team in the Central. Yeah, right. Probably that would and and I'm sure Coyote fans would be pretty happy about that because right now, not that they have any playoff chances anywhere, but they're just going to get clobbered in the Central. Yeah, and a lot of the Pacific is kind of rebuilding, or or yeah. in the process. They could of... they could kind of jump in on with with a lot of the California teams. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that. But other than that, God, there's not you can't fit in another California team. There's no way. Where the hell else would you where else would you put them? It doesn't make any sense. Um, and as far as Canada goes, shit, there's all the possible expansion teams for Canada are east. Quebec City, Toronto. Right. You know, uh, I've heard somebody say Halifax. I don't think that's going to work. Nah. Um, but on the west, there's there's literally, there's just not enough populated areas. Yeah. You're out of, t- what are you going to put in Regina? God, no. I can't, I can't, like actually say regina multiple times throughout the year on the podcast without being a child right yeah i mean i don't i don't know how people live in regina without giggling <laughs> just though they're just walking around downtown yeah ridiculous but yeah no i don't i don't see how that's that's gonna work but anyway wow we got way off topic yeah sure yeah. Um, so let's jump into the Colorado game. And this, man, this was playoff hockey. Yeah, this was. was, up until this point, you know, the Blues, the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, three-game win streak. Impressive. Always, always impressive when you can get three wins in a row in the NHL. But in the grand scheme of things, rebuilding or collapsing teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blues made themselves sellers at the deadline. Detroit at this point Detroit was about to if not already um Columbus was uh is, is has been trying to crash all year Colorado is the team and you and I both watched this game boy playoff atmosphere right sure was Groove Hours return uh just just a lot of good storylines in it but yeah I mean and it, it honestly like this was this was potentially you know Crack and fall off slightly. There's a very good chance of a first round playoff matchup, and they they dominated them a little bit. I mean, I think Colorado definitely carried a little bit of the game, you know, in some spots. I mean, they were up two one, right? But Gorg- but Gorgiev had to keep them in this game. Yeah, big time. Like there there was a whole stretch in the first period where I'm like, holy shit! Like we're out. Play- like if if it wasn't for Gorgiev standing on his head, this game would be three nothing. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it was, I mean, really, really a good game. I, what I really liked from this game, obviously, the win, I mean, but just just sticking with it. The overcoming adversity. Yeah, there you go. That's, the f- that's like the, the poster that- in your office. It's like positivity. Right. <laughs> overcoming right. What if What if you're right and they're wrong? Yeah, that's right. Um, exactly. So watching this, because we've all seen it in hockey, where... A team just comes out and completely outsuits them, and you get goalied. Yeah. You get goalied, and then the team that has been just outworking them the entire game gets one goal against, and you're like, fuck, this is going to be one of those games where we, we outshoot them by 30 shots, and we're going to lose 2-1. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, honestly, I was getting those vibes. Yeah. I was getting those vibes. I was like, we are outskating the fuck out of these guys. 
and we're going to lose 2-1. And they could they could have easily sat back and resigned themselves to that. They did. Yep. Two and a half minutes remaining, Brandon Tanev. Fucking turbo. Holy shit. That was just... Beauty. So glad. Do we have the goalie pulled yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. So glad we didn't. So glad we didn't. Yeah. I don't think we did. Uh, we are not solid when we pull our goalie. Yeah. But it was just... Yeah. And, and honestly... You know, it was that that goal from Tanev was was McKinnon fucking up in his own zone. That game, and we'll take that it. game. I, I know I don't think Tanev was the first star, but goddamn man, he that that have a game, Brandon Tanev. Just wheels, like, holy man. shit, that guy was just on one, and that it was more often than not, it seemed like the fourth line was going out every other shift. I mean, how how. I'm curious what his ice time was in that game. I mean, I'm gonna look. Keep, keep talking. Ten minutes. Uh, but if if how nice is it to be Dave Hackstall, where you you are so comfortable and the guys on that fourth, what you can consider your fourth line, are playing so good that you can fucking roll them, dude. Hmm. I mean, I mean, ten minutes for a fourth liner is not bad. It's really not. And I mean, you know, and that's the thing is with two and a half minutes left, Brandon Tannen's out there. Yeah. You know? So I and I think I think he did end up I think I think it's because he either I think he was moved up in the lineup or something along those lines but Okay. You know, it was just like you, you could just yeah, you're right. Tanev had a freaking hell of a game. And so it's just you could feel it. And then, you know, McKinnon goes around the net and tries to do a little a little dangle, a little, mm-hmm. you know, a little sweet sweet play and um yeah, Schwartzy Schwartzy just snagged it. Went back around the net and was like, oh, Tanev's wide open. Colorado is doing what our defense usually does and leaving a guy wide open in front when there's two defensemen. Puck watching. Puck yeah. watching. And Tanev was just like, yeah, fucking thanks, bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. There was no, and there was, I mean, Gorgiev played, kudos to Gorgiev. Like oh, yeah, like lights out. Um, and then going into the overtime, so apparently, uh, as I learned later on, the Kraken acknowledged that their three-on-three game was pretty weak. Mm. Uh, overtime was an issue. So they literally spent the last, I think it was like the last three practices, just playing three-on-three and working on that. And it paid off yeah. because that was a, like, they, that it almost was like a set stretch pass play um, down up to Yanni Gord to bury that shot. Um, honestly, a little weak on Gorgia for somebody who had such a strong game. That was kind of a weak shot because... Yeah. Gordon didn't have the best angle, but I mean, it was still—I mean, it was still a set play, and it definitely seemed like the Kraken had put an emphasis on getting better at their three-on-three game, which is great. Um, yeah, I think I think Gord caught him off guard a little bit, so it was, it was kind true. of kind of a two-on-one, and you know, you don't know what Yanni's going to do. He shot in stride, so I mean, really, still a pretty good goal. But yeah, I think one that Gordon probably would want back. Yeah, I mean. You know, we'll get to it in a second. Just like the uh, the Donato one last night, where it was going way wide into the corner, and Gibson tried to throw a glove on it, and it squeaked in, right? So I think you know, uh, but yeah, I think just just overall, right? Like being down two one, two and a half minutes remaining, with you know playing arguably the top team in the West, and they didn't look shook at all. They looked they looked Play- like a team. That knew they were going to pull it out, right? And I think yeah, get, gambling confidence. odds favorite for the West. That that's not even that's not even an argument. Like they are the gambling odds favorite in the West, right? 
And I think I think that's that's what this team has kind of and we've just praised them all year about this stuff is they just don't really quit. You know, we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see every once in a while, like the Toronto game where they basically were just like, yeah, we went up one zero and then got crushed. Right. So like, you know, but I think I think if they know or have any sort of feeling that they're in the game or can come back in a game, they're just their lines are so deep with, you know, I mean, Tanev, Tanev could play up and down the lineup. Right. So yep. a guy like that being out with two and a half minutes left, like. He's out there because, like you said, he had probably, arguably, the best game on this team, and so he gets the, he, he just everywhere. Yeah, so he he gets the you know he gets the call because you know you're playing your hot hand essentially, right? And I think he and he just went out there and was like, yeah, thanks. So yeah, um, yeah, really, really good win. Uh, I know Colorado Colorado's been on a right before that game they were on a bit of a losing streak. They were kind of starting to get smacked around a little bit. I think they lost to both Dallas and New Jersey. But, I mean, you're never going to scoff at this win. You know, I think I think this is this is a statement game to the point where it's like, okay, you know, we can, you know, over seven games. I mean, can we give them? I'm not worried about it. Yeah, can we give not, them three well, to four I'll, of these? I mean, I'm worried about it, but yeah. I'm a lot more comfortable with that prospect than I was before that game. Yeah, and I mean... I mean, it just it answered answered a lot of questions for me. I think right where it's like, you know, sure, could, sure, could they do this two or three more times in a playoff series? Uh, I mean, you'd like to think so, but the the fact that we're arguing about or not arguing about, but the fact that we're like considering it mm-hmm. is, is 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 progress because before that game, if you were like Chance, what about Seattle in a seven game series against Colorado? I'd been like, oh, yeah. Maybe us, maybe them in five, maybe them in six. Now, now I would say it's a toss-up. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will highlight since we are known as bad vibes, uh, <laughs> power play 0 for 5. Mm-hmm. And I think at, even after this game, so even after this win, they were talking about it on the broadcast a little bit last night. Uh, they went out and, and like you said, with the three on three, right? They figured out where their weakness was. And the power play came through last night, right? So, I mean, you know, it's just one of those, like, this is the stuff you want to see. You want to see them at this time of year tweaking those little things and, and really kind of shoring up some of those areas that are have been an issue for them. You know, 0 for 5 on the power play, you do not want to see that, right? It could have it could have easily, because it was 0, 0 for 5, you get 1 or 2 on the power play, which you're supposed to. Right. I, I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're 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 talking about this as a as a as a blowout game that the Kraken are going to walk through Colorado. Right. I mean, you know, it's just it's just one of those things where it's like you, you have to have your power play in the in the playoffs. And so, uh, yeah, that was a little concerning. But I think overall, this was just this was a gut effort, man. Just it's, good. Good shit. The, de- the depth is handy at five on five for sure. Yeah. Um, but power play is when star power comes in, and unfortunately, that's just not something the Kraken have. I mean, yeah. is are we at the point now? Because this game, no, it's not this game. It's the next game. We'll get into. So let's move into the Ducks game. Uh, they, I watched this game from front to back. Um, there didn't seem to be much worry in in the in the skates and the effort first, of the Kraken. First five minutes. That's it. It was maybe the first five minutes, and then they knew that this game was over, and I think the Ducks even knew it too. Um, yeah, this 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 game was over kind of almost before it even began. Yeah. 
the Kraken just dominated from from first from first face off. Like even the the one you could count the second goal, but at that point the game was already out of hand. Um, the the only one goal that actually mattered that came from Zegris was was a pure skill play. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an outlier because the the Ducks just were not they just weren't in this game. No, I barely even a test. I mean, twenty two shots for the Ducks is is generous, I think. But yeah, the Kraken had this handedly the whole pretty much the whole time. I think, I think you know even even though it's Max Jones score could have been much higher without Gibson. It, it could have been. I mean, he didn't make anything spectacular, right? So I, I you know, it's not like he, he just there's games where Gibson's going to get forty to fifty shots on goal, and he's got ten just ridiculous fucking saves. So there wasn't there wasn't a lot of the, those. There was actually a couple fuck ups from Gibson, which is mm-hmm. he's tired he has literally the most shots against in the entire fucking league he's mentally he's just drained he's been doing this for five fucking years top so uh he's got got the hundred yard stare like a fucking world war one veteran yeah no he he honestly (laughs) he's just waiting for his ice bath he's seen some shit man hey fuck Uh, good good game guys um (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think honestly, like like I was saying, I think the first five minutes the Ducks did put a little bit of pressure. It was kind of that like, you know, hey, we're up in Seattle. This is this is a good team. Let's see, we we're, we're pl- they're actually playing decent hockey right now. So it was like, okay, let's see, you know, we can do this, right? Uh, and then Max Jones, not a goal scorer, but came in on kind of a half breakaway. I think the D, I don't remember who the D was, uh, definitely you know, played played good defense on the on the breakaway, quote unquote. And Max Jones tried to go like a little backhand, little squirter, and Grubauer made that save. And it was like as soon as that happened, it just kind of woke the guys up, right? And so you know that's five minutes into the game where it's like it's it's a, it was a it was a high technically a high danger scoring chance. Max Jones isn't gonna Max Jones could have that opportunity a hundred times. He's gonna get like five goals, mm-hmm. but but mm-hmm. Grubauer you know but Grubauer made that stop, and it was basically like okay fuck like. You know they're pushing a little bit. Why? Why are we letting this team even skate with us for five minutes right. in this game? And, Let's and just they go. turned it on. Yeah, they, and they turned, turned it on. They controlled the play. There were large sections of the game where they just they just played puck possession, mm-hmm. where they they were playing keep away five pass rule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it was it was. I mean, it wasn't a boring game. Yeah. There there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot of movement and that kind of thing. But it just seemed like. The Kraken were very much in control the whole time, and they and they knew it. Yeah. Um. So I wasn't I wasn't too, and you know what I, I I mentioned this on Twitter when when the game was over like we have to win those games yeah. like you can't like it's concerning if we if that game is close and or or we lose like you have to win those games in the convincing manner because that's what keeps us all you know we're we're if you're playing o, uh, OT hockey with Colorado and beating them. And then having this game, that's you're on the same level. Right. You know, you're not inconsistent. Like you're playing the exact same level of hockey that you did yeah. uh, beforehand when you're playing the good team, and you're supposed to beat these teams by that much. So uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think I think I I completely agree. I mean, you got to beat this team. Um, Zegris, man, that is a top that is a top ten goal of the year for sure. Kid just and and honestly, half of that fucking. Half of that play was just the pass from Stromer from the boards too, right? Like, you know, there's just uh, there's not much Grubauer can do there. I mean, no, he's he's bad at hockey. Yeah, he's terrible. He's he's only a skills hockey player. What a stupid fuck. You and you and uh, Ken from Sinbin are gonna need to have a conversation. Dude, 
I would, you know what? I have been told that, <laughs> you know, I've been told that I am just bad vibes. I'm not, you know, no one likes being around me that much, but sure. fucking Christ. Are you kidding me? Just still, still fucking stamping your boot into the mud and trying to say that Zebra Zegers isn't any, any good. I need to, I need to, I want to find the episode of Sinbad for you, Alyssa, because, like, because the quote goes on for quite, like, how he makes his point of, like, he's good at skills competitions, but, like, he is, not, not only is he bad at hockey, but, like, he, you know, he is going to very much regret all the years that he's in Anaheim because the goal, the Golden Knights are just going to have their fucking way with him. I mean, if if Connor Bedard goes to Anaheim, Vegas needs to probably be concerned for the next three years at least. I mean, so. Vegas is probably let's be real. Vegas probably only has three to four more years left before they fall off and they're just terrible. Yeah, yeah. I I so I will agree. I mean, he he definitely. I mean, this team this team's structure is bad. It's actually funny. I was watching or it's, yeah, watching the Minnesota Calgary game, and. Uh, I guess they were talking with Klingberg. That's where John Klingberg ended up going was Minnesota, right? Yeah. And they were like, so so he basically came into the locker room. And the first thing he asked the coach was, please tell me you guys have any sort of structure. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, that's what all of all of the Ducks fans have been yelling at for yeah we're, we're actually uh we're actually a professional hockey team we do have a defensive system. yeah it's really weird uh we play defense here and uh you know we know what's going on it's just so stupid Klingberg's like yeah on the ducks we don't even have a defensive coach it's just the janitor just some just fucking stavi <laughs> the, fu- <laughs> the janitor just comes down play play defense hey you guys scored a couple more goals than them <laughs> Or no, you guys, you guys got beat seven yeah. two again. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. But. Defensive coach is just a just a really really energized fan. Defense. Yeah, that's it. There <laughs> it is. Yeah, it, it's just it, to me it's funny because the kid's twenty one years old, right? Like, yeah. and and he's not built like Beneers. He's not a two way guy. He is no. he is a skilled player. You're you so. If you're if that's your argument, you need to go to a guy like Patrick Kane, who Zegers literally has said multiple times that's who he emulates his game after is Patty Kane, and you got to go to Patty Kane and watch his 21 year old video and sure. tell me the same fucking thing. Good I'm now now that's not a good comparison. Patty Kane has been not doing well with his new team. Sure, but I mean, it, come on, he's mi- he's 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 minus four in two games. Yeah, I just with zero with zero points. That's not great. That's not great. No. But yeah, I just I think that argument from from Kenny Boy is just horrible. But it is what it is. It's fair. Um, yeah. So okay, uh, some things to analyze in this. We wanted to talk about um, in that game. Dunn Dunn is angry. Dunn is pissed. Dunn is very angry. Ends up taking a misconduct penalty. A game or uh, not a game misconduct. Uh, unsportsmanlike penalty for slamming a stick against the boards and screaming at the ref. Um, I, I think it was even, like, it was picked up on the broadcast. The one that the one that I heard, and apparently there was more, and you can see it because the camera, camera man did a great job of zooming in on him because we can see his entire fucking lip sync. He says, you fucking coward, to the ref. And then he goes, I'm fucking bleeding. That's the other that's, one. That's... <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Blood. 
Uh, except uh, nobody and nobody did make him bleed his own blood because he hit himself in the face with his stick. That okay? That's that's not true. His his stick was guided into his face by sure another player. Sure. So that's fair. But at the end of the day, if if the st- if his stick wasn't up in the air, he wouldn't have hit himself. Yeah, and I think I th- and the reason it was is because he had just moved the puck right. So his fall. It was a very awkward. It was a very was awkward, awkward play. Awkward situation. Yeah, very, very awkward play. Um, but, yeah, he was bleeding, and I, I, he was angry about the call. The refs got it absolutely right. I, uh, as, yeah. as, much as, as much as we want to support Dunn and get on that, because the, uh, I love the fact that the Kraken crowd just just no didn't care about any facts or evidence <laughs> whatsoever. They just supporting their fucking boy. You know what? Goddamn Good. right. Good. I honestly, ab- I, I, you know what? It's, it's a little childish, but I like to see fire. In guys, yeah, right? Like, absolutely. He 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 got smacked. He doesn't. He doesn't. He ha, he probably had to watch that video afterwards and go, "Oh fuck, I just kind of got laid up a little bit. Like, I got lit up, you know." But uh, he gets back to the bench. He's a little woozy. He, you know, just got just got checked, right? Yeah, he got called by the con- he he got flagged. He by got flagged by concussion people, and that that was another that was another thing. Jesus Christ, suspension. It's like, no, dude, come on. Um, but yeah, so. I mean, but in his shoes, right? I mean, he he got lit up a little bit, and he gets back to the bench, and he is bleeding. I mean, he he he, you know, his stick cut him pretty good, right? So from his perspective, he's wanting a penalty, and and if it's not four one already, I think it was already four four or five one at that point. I think it was four one. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's called. I I don't know. I, I I just I got into it a little bit with people because I don't want to be that fan base that just, you know, I, I support your team. I get that, but we can't be, you know, someone flicks a booger at Connor McDavid and it, you know, we're calling for a ten game suspension, right? We just I, we can't be that fan base. So we I, can't be the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? Exactly. Well, I was gonna go there, but you know, McDavid <laughs> Oilers fans are they're just as bad. Oilers fans can be worse, but like right now, right now, oh god, um, the 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 post came out like from. Uh, Toronto's coach talking about how they're going to put uh, Lindgren back in the lineup. Oh, God. Right, and everybody's like, like, why are you not taking out Justin Hull? Yeah, like, why are <laughs> like, you trading for these guys and then putting Lindgren back in? Jake Gardner, Jake Gardner has been replaced with the Hull, like, Hull now. Every, like, the entire Toronto fan base is blaming every single problem on Hull. Isn't that kid, like, 24? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just can't even imagine being... Mortal enemy oh. number one for an entire city. Oh no! City. It's appara- apparently, this is the second. Uh, this is Babcock's return. Like this is revenge of Babcock. Like they're <laughs> they're putting in they're putting in like these like rough grinder guys, even though they're terrible. But because Babcock, you know, loves grinder hockey or something. Oh, it's. I if you ever want to like feel good about your hockey world and like your perspective, just jump on the Maple Leafs Twitter. Feel good it'll, about it'll yourself. It'll make you so happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Justin Hole is thirty one. Mr. Well. Okay. Well, uh, apparently uh, that's too old because he is. They're they're about ready to kidnap one of his children because they hate him so. Is he in the Calder race? Hole? No. No one's in the Calder race. Oh God. <laughs> oh, there no, we go. No, but I'm sure if it was up to Toronto Maple Leafs fans, <laughs> fucking Michael Bunting would be back in there again. Them, them and their thirty-year-old, the hundred-year-old rookie. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's the only thing. I just I jumped I jumped on a couple people because you know I 
we don't we don't want to be that fan base. There's no point in being that fan base. That looks horrible, right? We already have a very new fan base, right? There's a lot of people that you know are kind of just getting into hockey and stuff, and so I think that plays a little bit into it. And but we don't want to be that fan base when you know it's just it's just a check. I mean, I even told you I said I think that was a little high. Uh, but re- rewatching it and and hacks the only thing Hackstall said was it was a little late, um, you know. But I think the only reason that it was even high is because Comtois is like six three and and Dunner Dunner is like five ten, right? So you know, so I think yeah, I think it was it was it was fine, and I like to see the fire from Dunner. The energy was so good. Kraken Twitter was all up in a buzz about how we need to re-sign Dunn tomorrow. I mean, that motherfucker is about ready to put up 60 points on his second season in Seattle. So, a hell of a season. I mean, shit. Resign his yeah. ass for sure. Resign his ass before he can do it again. <laughs> right. right, exactly. You know? uh, get him on a team-friendly deal like he did with McCann. So in, in that game also, Jared McCann puts up his 31st goal. Um, you think he makes it to 40? I literally... Like, he's on, he Apparently, he's on a 41-goal pace. My favorite thing about McCann, my favorite stat, is he has 31 goals now and, like, 16 assists, which I think is fucking beautiful. He got another one. Yeah. He got an assist last night. But um, do I think he hits 40? <sighs> There's... How many games we got left? I, I want to be positive about this because I really do think he will. But because we all want him to and because he's got plenty of time left... The hockey gods just feel like they're probably... Four, so 74. There's roughly 18 games left. Right. So, I mean, he's pretty much... He's got to do He's got to do a goal every other game. So, yeah. you know, but... So, as much as... I, I truly do think he's going to hit it. I've got some teams, though, man, where they could really put up some... Like, they're playing they the Ducks again. They've got three games against the Coyotes. Like, if, if there's a... A roadmap for him to do it. It's here. Well, and he and he's on an absolute fucking tear right now. So first first thirty goal scorer in the history of the Kraken. Uh, he's probably gonna be, you know, yeah, he's gonna go down. And- are we getting? Are we approaching the Jared McCann is underrated territory? Like, remember, remember for many years, like, Sasha Barkov was in that, of like, God, no one talks about Barkov because he's on the Florida Panthers, even though he's amazing. And like, when they, you know, they do the end of the year surveys with players, and they ask them who the most underrated player is, and like, for multiple years, they're like, oh, it's Barkov, it's Barkov, it's Barkov. I'm not saying that McCann's there yet, but is he in this conversation? Like, I mean, if he scores 40 goals... Is he not in this conversation, or are we are we still pretending that he's not for real? Let me let me be let me play devil's advocate here. Yeah, absolutely, hit me with it. Because as much as I love Jared McCann, he's going to be a huge part of this team. He's going to be a, he's he's going to hit forty goals. I, the only thing is just going to be if the hockey gods hate Seattle for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to finish with like twenty low twenties in assists, right? Mm-hmm. And I think on a good team like Seattle is showing that they're trying to become, right? That they're they're up and coming and all this shit. I I wouldn't put him in that same vein. Barkov Barkov was Barkov was doing, you know, closer to 30 goals and then also had like 50 assists, right? So I think I think in that vein, right, you kind of gotta look at it and say, Sure, you know, is is he our is he the Seattle Kraken's under so most underrated player? Fuck yeah. 
So not a not a not a Barkov, but more like a Max Pacioretty. Where like I I don't expect McCann to be a forty goal scorer for the next three years, but but a thirty goal scorer. He's gonna hit thir- if he can stay healthy th- throughout this contract. He's gonna have thirty goals every year at least. I I think that that is safe to say. Yeah. I would I would say that that's a safe assumption, and that's and that's a Max Pacioretty. You know that's that's a. You know, right now he's what on a five by five. Yeah, so it's pretty close to that. What a great deal! Because thirty goal scorers in this league go for seven or eight. Yeah, seven and nine, depending on the team. Yeah, you no, know, I, I, so, I, I don't think he's necessarily underrated in the in the in the same vein as as Barkov. But I think, I think if I, you know, his deal, he's not that. He, I mean, up until even last year, right? He just hadn't had an opportunity to play any sort of top line minutes to show why he was drafted in the first round by Vancouver, right? So let's, let's let's take a look in what company he's with right now. Let's go to goals. Well, this year's stupid. I, I mean, there's guys like McDavid has already hit 50, right? So I think, you know. Okay, he's, well, he's, he's in a fucking league of his own. He's pro- like, uh, yeah, that's... but I think if I had to guess before you pull this up and, and okay. go ahead. ruin my guess, if I so had to guess. Who, who are his neighbors right now? Who's who's above, slightly above him, and who's slightly below him? Slightly above, slightly below Ah, uh, it's too hard to guess. I I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put him in the I'm gonna put him in the top twenty in scoring. Okay, that's that is an accurate guess. Where's he yes. at? Uh, eighteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's guys that have scoring. Just there's a there's a bit of a log jam. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a log jam between ten and eighteen. Yeah, I mean, there's guys that are just absolutely popping off. I mean, think about Jack Hughes has you know he's getting up towards around forty already, right? So. Um, you want to know some names that he has more goals than? Yeah, definitely. Uh, have you heard of this guy? I don't know if you've heard him before. Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah, he's trash. Yeah, uh, he he has more goals than him. Oh, let's see. Uh, you ever heard of, You ever heard of Sidney Crosby? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, he has more goals than him. Have you heard of this guy? I, I know you've heard of this guy, uh, Kyle Connor. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. How about how about uh, Nathan McKinnon? Well, so we can't. McKinnon was hurt for a long time. That, okay, that's fair. That's uh, but fair. yeah, no, I mean he's in, he's in some about, nice company, man. How about this one guy, uh, Nikita Kucherov? Damn, I think, more goals than him. What's so? There's like a goals per game. Be curious to see that list. I mean, it's good. There's going to be some guys that have you know played like three games and have you know got points per. Games. You want points per game? Is that all they do? Uh, on here, they do points per game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, that's not going to help us because McCann okay. McCann doesn't have a ton of assists. Yeah. But no, yeah, no. I, so I mean, uh, slightly slightly edged out by uh, Tim Stutzel. Yeah, with Ottawa. Yep. Uh, also thirty one. Also thirty one goals. And then uh, right below him, this guy you might have heard of him, uh, Elias Pettersson. Oh, with thirty goals. Oh. Uh, Slightly only behind Mika Zibanejad and Carter Verhege with uh, 32. Timo Meyer also has 32. Um, shit, I mean, he's only two goals behind fucking... Or he's only five goals behind Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, this is very nice company to be in. Yeah, it's that, that is impressive. The fact that we... That, because this team is not known for stars. Yeah. We don't have a star. We, I mean, as much as we've been sucking McCann's dick right now, he, he's, not, he's not an elite goal scorer. Yeah, like he's just—he's not going to be Connor McDavid. He's not going to be Leon Dreisaitl. Uh, shit, Tage Thompson. Fuck, man, that guy 
he's having a hell of a season. Yeah, he's got like almost 50. Yeah, it's he's. I don't think any of us expected to be, for him to be in the Rocket Richard race. I mean, no one's going to beat McDavid, but... I mean, Speculative Flyers definitely knew his potential, but... Mm. Speculative Flyers definitely definitely did some good scouting on him, for sure. Yeah. No, it's he, he's going to be good, and I think having him and Burakovsky locked up for, you know, a good while, man, that's a, that's a nice little combo. But the fact that he's in the top 20 of scoring and the fact... It, it's just... I think it's... The because the, everybody else in this list, you're not surprised. Connor McDavid, Pasternak. Well, I guess Tage Thompson would be would be count as a surprise. Sure. Um, Rantanen, you don't you sure. Leon Dreisaitl, of course. Uh, Kiprizov, of course. Braden Point, sure. Robertson, of course. Jack Hughes, of course. Bo Horvat, uh, yeah, you could yeah you could say that that. Shifley, of course. Ovechkin, of course. Nylander, uh, that one you know depending on who you talk to. Uh, Timo Meyer, um, yeah, probably Carter Verhage, sure. Zabinajad, shit. Zabinajad, if he finds his groove, that guy is frightening. Mm-hmm. Um, Stutzel was a bit of a surprise up there with McCann. I just feel like you know the, the the fact that he's in this company is an incredible testament to this kid playing above and beyond. I think it's also a testament to you know late bloomers is is the word that they used on the broadcast last night. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's a pretty good. It's a very generic term, but I think it's a pretty twenty six years old. Yeah, I mean, but but you know, bounced around. I think they they said it's like his fifth or sixth team since he's been in the league, and so it's just it's so good to see these guys. That, you know, we we saw his underlying metrics and stuff with both the Penguins. You know, so what do you think he started? Where, what what was mean? his first team? Well, he got drafted by Vancouver. Okay. And then, and then where did he go after that? Uh, I don't know his exact path, but he did play for the Florida. I had Panthers. no idea that he. I had no idea he played for Florida. Yeah, so. played for Florida. He played for Pitt. Obviously, technically was on Toronto, quote unquote. I don't know if he actually even played any games for Toronto. He did not. Yeah, he did not. But he technically was on Toronto, and then uh, I don't know if that maybe maybe then that's his fifth team now. Technically, is Kraken. Definitely does show that you know there there are you know teams teams get their first draft picks you know like there are people that are doubting like Alexi Lafreniere you know or something like that it's like dude you you gotta you it, it takes a while well, hello Tolvin and yeah oh shit can we I mean we already we already praise this guy so much but God he had another solid game he had a three assist night the other night I forgot who was that against guy is, that guy is the so that's actually a perfect segue, kind of. Um, we can talk on a little bit of... We don't need to hit on it too much, but Grubauer's playing great. Yeah. Um, as, as long as he continues this, he is the starter. Yeah, and I, I think that I think there's no disagreement on that. I think, it, again, we've talked about it on the show before, we're, we're pro whoever is winning. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's probably why we get a little frustrated with some Grubauer stands out there, because even when, you know, he's letting in four goals in the first five minutes, you're like, no, keep him in! It's like... No, it's the team in front of him. Get out. Right. It's like, uh, even if it is, even, you know what? I'll give you this. Even if it is, why would you keep him in if the other goalie, if they're going to play better in front of the other goalie? Exactly. Like, it, it's about, it's not about keeping your favorite player in and us just going down with the ship. It's about who's going to be best in goal for the team right now. Right now, it's Philip Grubauer. 100%. Absolutely. But if you asked me a month ago, I would have said it's Jones. Yeah. 
So it, at the, it, it just depends on the day. I, and I'm very happy that Grubauer is back. I love hearing CPA. Grew, love that shit, okay? I absolutely love it. But this is a league where it, you don't get to, you know, as we're about to go into our trade deadline, kind of, you know, wrap up. We got most of it in our last episode. But as we've seen from uh, L.A., uh, you know, success only goes so far until you're traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck you for everything you did for me. Just go to the- Yeah, holy shit. Uh, I saw a perfect tweet on that. Dustin Brown gets a statue and quick goes to Columbus. Dude, maybe he'll get a statue in Columbus. There were people that already have been showing off their quick jersey. I think that's fucking great. Uh, if I, was, I love that. Yeah, if I, was, if, I, if I was a Coyotes fan, I would have all those. I'd have fucking Datsuk. I'd have Hosa. I'd have Kane. all that shit. Shea Weber now you can throw in there. Yep. Pat, Patty Kane. Um, you know, you know who, you know who would get a Jonathan Quick Columbus Blue Jackets jersey. Hmm. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I appreciate that segue. Yeah, thank you. I tr- I tried. There was a couple little spots that I wanted to throw that in there, but uh, that felt felt right. Uh, this week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat game, no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. That's a tongue twister. Say that 10 times mm-hmm. fast. Yeah. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN, like the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code THPN, the Hockey Podcast Network THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Jonathan Quick's Ohio. See show notes for details. There you go. I had to get that in there for the, uh, for the for the orange bouncy ball fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, they're they're out there for some reason. There's more of them than hockey fans, so. <laughs> but I, you know, whatever. Uh, most people don't make good decisions sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's okay to make mistakes. People make mistakes all the time. That's right. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. That's exactly it. Yeah. So. Uh, perfect segue kind of going into uh, our trade deadline wrap-up. Not too much here because most of the trades, crazy trade deadline week, uh, pretty mundane trade deadline day. Yeah. Um, not too much for us to cover here, but uh, we can kind of wrap in. To end the Kraken talk here, uh, Francis made the uh, gutsy decision to do nothing. Yeah. Uh, no selling, no buying. Uh, he basically stood pat at the deadline. There were some rumors swirling on the last day um, about JVR. Uh, James Van Rienzdyk even kicked tires on John Klingberg. Uh, but nothing came about. And uh, this, we were, we were pretty active on Twitter talking about how we were uh, displeased with this uh, decision. Um, Francis comes out talking about how uh, you know he, he trusts the team's chemistry and didn't want to mess with that. And uh, believes that this team can succeed as is. Uh, I think 
now that now that the, the you know the emotion is like I think I was really heated. I was really heated when that came out because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like this team, like this team is guaranteed to make the playoffs in a very winnable conference. We talked about this last episode, and you did nothing to improve this team. I'm not. I wasn't in the camp of like let's be in on Timo Meyer or Patrick Kane or something like that. That wasn't what I'm saying. We just we knew that this team has gaps. And there are deficiencies. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying depth moves could have helped. And looking at the prices that people are going for, we could have easily afforded it and not sold the future. Yeah, I just, I don't believe Francis's words. And I think that no. that's that's what bugs me a little bit is like, he, he, he's got to say, I believe in this team, right? He's got, he's got to say something like that because... Again, he just he didn't want to give up his draft picks. He did not want to give up those seconds and thirds. Because him saying him saying that, like I believe in this team and the team chemistry when I I, I understand team chemistry. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna go I'm not gonna but but him doing nothing and then him using that line tells me that he from his perspective, he sees no weaknesses on this team. Yeah. He says he thinks that from from what he said I'm not saying that he believes this, but from we're supposed to take it that he has complete confidence in this squad and he didn't need to improve anything. Yeah. And I just don't believe that. As somebody who is sitting here, we, we've done nothing but mostly compliment the team on their four-game win streak. They're, they're on a heater. They're playing absolutely great. And yes, the chemistry is there, but and, and they're even going to get some help when Burakovsky comes back. But s- sitting there and telling me that this team couldn't use a solid depth defenseman is just nuts. It's just bullshit. Yeah, it's just it's straight bullshit. It is. It's just bullshit. It's it it it's just it's a ring around way of saying I didn't want to waste any of my draft picks. And I, you know what? I I get it, and I think uh, did talk with the uh, Sound of Hockey podcast a little bit. A quick shout out to them. I did talk with them a little bit. Uh, you know, because they they were kind of discussing it a little, and I'm I'm completely okay with not going out and getting some of these big name rentals like you're talking about, right? I completely get that. I'm I'm totally fine with it because their window is still a year or two away in, in reality, right? I think I think you know with Beneers and Shane Wright, you that I mean it'd be hard pressed to find anybody who said that their window was last year right i mean right you know what i mean so i i think i totally get that i get not wanting to give up your picks for some of these some of these rentals and stuff like that a third rounder for shane gostas beer that's a nothing dude i mean that's nobody right so i i think uh, yeah this was it was basically just him not wanting to admit that he wants his draft picks big time so um yeah t- honestly just a tough look i feel like we, we as a kraken fan base we've had that a little bit of like just kind of ring around the rosy bullshit a little bit. And I I think that's what frustrates me even, you know, almost as much as him not doing anything is like, dude, just, just be honest with me. Just tell me that you want to save your draft picks and you're not going to go out and get these, these rental players because your window's not quite open, right? I'm totally okay with that. I think that's – I would much rather hear something like that. It's like the Rangers before this – their their rebuild, they basically just came out to their fan base and their ticket holders and just said, look, we're going to go full rebuild, right? I'd rather GMs and teams tell me that than this ring around the rosy of, you know, I like this team where it's at, 
right? That's bullshit. And we all, we, we, everybody should know that. If you know hockey at all, that's total bullshit, right? It's just he didn't want to give his draft picks up in, in a market where there were, there really was some good, good players. I mean, I, I, we've already talked about Chikrin. You can't, you can't sit here and tell me that, cause what, Chikrin went for what? A, what did he go for? He went for a conditional 2023 first round pick. So I get that. That's, this is a, this is a pretty stacked that draft. That one's a little high. That's a little high. I, I would have, if I, if, if Ottawa. Shane Goss is bare. Why don't you offer the Coyotes a 2023 third round pick sure. instead of a 2026 third round pick that they got and get Shane Gostas Bear on your fucking blue line? Sure. I just that one that's a no-brainer to me. But um yeah, so but anyway, so yeah, the the the, the trades after we had kind of talked last week, the big one that came out and, and this was actually from from your wings was yep. uh Tyler Bertuzzi going to the Boston Bruins which uh, a lot of video came out, which I think is hilarious of him getting into it with like Marshan and stuff like that. I think that is awesome that they're you know throwing him on the same team uh, for a 2024 first round pick and a 2025 fourth round pick. Uh, re- honestly, in in reality, I think it's a good move for Meiserman. Right, it's, it it is. I just I love Bertu. I love Tyler Bertuzzi. Um, it, that is one. I I love his game because it's a game that I cannot duplicate. Right. Like it's it's something that I just can't do. Like he's he's the Thomas Holmstrom. He's the fucking guy that just stirs shit up in front of the net and can be that power forward. Um, I absolutely love his game. He is gonna fit right in with the Bruins and makes them very scary. Um, it, that is gonna hurt. Like the fact that he's gonna be skating third line minutes in Boston is unreal because that that he has been skating first line minutes in Detroit. Um, he he's a very good hockey player. I I think that uh, if he ends up signing with the Boston long term, then fuck, fuck. I, I I'm upset about it. I'm not I'm not saying it was the bad call. It's absolutely the right call. Um, it was unclear if he was going to re-sign in Detroit anyway. So uh, you know, I, there's there is that side to it, but at the same time, god damn, I I really really it, I hate to see this guy go. Um, a 2024 first and a 2025 fifth or fourth rather, um, a solid price, solid price for Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, because he's, I wouldn't, he's not in the class of elite goal scorers, uh, but God, he has, there's so many things that this guy does right for hockey clubs. And I, I, he's one of my favorite guys to watch play hockey, uh, comes to the game, comes to the rink every night and fucking just, he's, he's that guy that the hundred hockey men just love, you know, it's like if he made it to Toronto, there'd be so many fucking old hockey guys just fucking jizzing because they. Uh, this is that kind of guy, and yeah, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna really help Boston. He's gonna put them over. Um, he's a playoff. It was the right, yeah. It, it's the right move. It's the right move for Iserman because it was probably not gonna stay. Yeah. Um, you know they weren't there because the Red Wings didn't want to give him the money that they were, and I think up until this point, the Red Wings have decided that. That generation of Heronic and Bertuzzi are not the future. Larkin Larkin's going to stay. He re-signed. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not the future. The future is Cider and Raymond and Bergen and Soderblom, uh, those guys. So, um, And that's, that's fine. Uh, I think it's a little disheartening for Red Wings fans because Bertuzzi has been one of the few bright spots for this team yeah. over, the, over the years of them being bad. Uh, so it sucks to see him go. But... Uh, First round pick is pretty good, and uh, yeah, upward and onward. Yep, for sure. I'm Boston. Boston fans should be very excited. 
Yeah. Very excited for Tyler Bertuzzi. I mean, they have they have a very I mean, they're having a, a historic year already, and they just added a guy who is going to help them in the playoffs big time. Yep, absolutely. So. All right, jump into uh, I mean, arguably not a needle mover on paper, but in terms of name recognition, uh, the big trade, Michael Hutchinson. Uh, and a 2025 seventh round pick. Uh, wait, Jonathan. Oh, they got this fucked up. So, we. I think we talked about. Did we talk about before that Jonathan Quick went to? Yeah, we did. We did. Jonathan Quick already went to Columbus. Yep. Uh, Columbus makes good on their promise, and they send Jonathan Quick to the Vegas Golden Knights. I think we kind of alluded to that Beautiful. in the last episode. Um, he's gonna. This is a team with a very weird goalie situation. Lots of log jam going on there. Um, it just, for some reason, Vegas goalies can't stay healthy. I don't know what that is. But uh, it, it seems like Quick is going to be a very suitable goal, uh, backup behind uh, Aiden Hill. Dude. Or, when Lo- or when Logan Thompson comes back. Right. Yeah, it's going uh, we'll to be one of those guys. I mean, you can't, you cannot. I know he's having a shit year. He's had a couple shit years, honestly, Jonathan, Johnny has, but... You you just you can't give up that experience, man. Like you can't uh, beat plan- those cups. So he could definitely be useful in the playoffs. I think yeah. that, that is that is definitely something there. Where you know, in, in Aiden Hill, you're you're kind of one. You know, there's a big question mark there if he can perform the playoffs. I don't know. I think Lo- I love Logan Thompson. I think if he gets his shit together um, and and gets healthy, uh, there could be something good there. But Jonathan Quick's good insurance. You can't. You're you're gonna get. You know what you're gonna get with Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. And. For a Vegas team that has been burned so many times in the playoffs by goalies, uh, I, I think that this is just them par- their paranoia and adding to their depth, which we have praised them for. Uh, instead of going out and breaking the bank on a on a you know a bell of the ball star, they're actually doing what responsible NHL clubs do and get good depth. So um, yep. if their goalie bad luck continues, then this Jonathan Quick acquisition was was a good call. Yep, Com- completely agree. I really want to see him play LA. But uh, I think they I think they play them on like April third or something. Yeah, I unfortunately in the playoffs that means that LA beat the Kraken probably if if the standings stay though. So I, yeah, we'll see. There's there's still some jostling, but it does look like they're gonna play the LA Kings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick mention, uh, Nick Bajugstad. Bajugs. Bajugs going to the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, coming from the Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes still clean, doing some cleaning house. Uh, get a third round pick and uh, a defenseman. Uh, I'm assuming he's a prospect. Mm-hmm. Not bad trade. Um, Bajuk's dad needed to go, and he was trade bait, and uh, he's definitely going to help out the Edmonton Oilers' depth. Yep, yep. No, it's a good. I mean, good, good pickup from the Oilers, and then yeah, Coyotes basically brought him in to to kind of revitalize him a little bit, and got a third round pick out of it. So, no complaints. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, other minor, well, not minor trade, with the season he's having. Max Domi heading to the Dallas Stars um, along with somebody named Dylan Wells. I'm assuming he's a goalie prospect. Yeah, he's, uh, I know him. Okay. Uh, Chicago picking up Anton Qdobin. That's more of just the contract from Anton Qdobin. Uh, and a 2025 second-round pick. Uh, Domi is, I'm surprised he didn't, I mean, he's having a hell of a season. Uh, I know that, you know, if you're looking at his track record, you're probably thinking this is a one-and-done kind of thing, which it probably is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm surprised that they only got that return for him. Uh, but they're also eating some of the contracts. So, yeah. Uh, or the, they're eating Kudobin's contract. So there is that, too. Uh, I think Max Domi's going to, 
he'll he'll I don't know if he's gonna shine like he did in Chicago where he was you know playing first line minutes. Um, he's gonna be relegated more to a depth role with Dallas. Um, so I don't think he's gonna shine. But if they're only expecting him to just not fuck up, then this is a good trade. That's a great middle six pickup for from a guy who Domi Domi does battle his nuts off. So. I mean, yeah. you know, good middle six guy. It's just going to benefit Dallas in the playoffs, and they've been playing a lot better since, since honestly, right before they picked him up. But uh, he definitely doesn't hurt. No, no, he's he's definitely not going to hurt the team. Uh, also, on that, uh, uh, Dallas Twitter got a little rowdy because for some, re- I I don't know, I do not understand the cause and effect of this, but for some reason, when Max Domi went to Dallas. Now I've now I'm seeing videos on my Twitter feed of Mark Wahlberg putting on a, a Dallas Domi jersey. Yeah, I think they're buddies. Uh, I think Domi okay, and, I, and Wahlberg are like buddies. Had no fucking idea, yeah. uh, no clue. Uh, good for good for him though. I'm sure that there's some Boston fans that are upset because of, isn't Mark Wahlberg from that fucking area? Yeah, I think so. But I mean, Dom, okay, Domi's so. his boy. So I mean, it's the same thing. Like I don't like the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I have a Marty St. Louis Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. Sure, like, come on, that's bro. fair. Okay, yeah. So far, on the player. So cool. Uh, I I mean, who doesn't like Marky Mark? Actually, apparently, a lot of people don't. Like yeah, Marky Mark, apparently. Which is, which is which is weird. Uh, but it is Twitter. So I mean, if you ever if you ever did anything that was remotely mean uh, in your life, uh, then Twitter is going to be angry with you. Yeah. So, no, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, they, they, there's a lot of people that get on that platform just to be offended. Yeah, I get on there just to be an asshole. So Right, right. It's, that's that's basically our main goal is just to, to be an asshole. So it's a match made in heaven. That's right. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Detroit Red Wings uh, rid themselves of uh, frequent masturbator Jakob Verana. <laughs> chronic. <laughs> yeah, chronic, chronic masturbator heading to St. Louis. Uh, they pick up somebody named Dylan McGlowan and a 2025 seventh round pick, bas- basically just you know something in return for getting rid of the contract. And the Red Wings are holding on to 50 percent of that salary. Uh, maybe one day we'll find out what the fuck Jacob Verona did. Um, it obviously wasn't drugs. Uh, he obviously did something. You know. I've also uh, heard a few stories of some of these guys are just like addicted to video games. And so they're like, there was a, yeah, it's Oli, Oli Levy, I think is who it was. And like, when they basically put him in like this, this video game rehab, essentially. So I, I wonder, you know, there, there's just something so speculative, but there's so yeah, many I, of these things, dude. I don't know. I, I just, you can, you can safely rule out drugs because I just don't see a hockey organization trying to rid themselves of somebody who's trying to get over drugs. Yeah. Like that, like this move was like almost with prejudice. Like, we do not want you with our organization anymore. It's like the Brad Richards thing. Maybe he slept right. with someone. He wasn't someone's wife. He wasn't supposed to. Yeah, wasn't. there's there is there's definitely bad blood. And what I'm saying is, is like you don't get bad blood from just having a drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a therapy thing. Like okay, he's you know he's working back from this. He's overcoming it. He's going to therapy. He'll be back on the team. We're happy to have him back now that he's kicking the habit. That's a supportive thing, but there is there is a falling out between Verona and the Red Wings, and so that that means to me that there was there was something that means that this guy pissed somebody off in some way, shape, or form, because the Blues the Blues apparently know what they did, what he did, and it's good and it it's okay enough 
to bring him onto a team and give him another shot. Weird, man. So, you're right. Maybe he slept with somebody's wife or... Like I said, I was I was joking on Twitter that he was he you know what did, what statue did he piss on? Did he go outside and piss on our Iserman statue and just fucking <laughs> alienate it forever? I don't know. I don't know what the case is. Um, it's possible. We'll never know. Um, you could speculate wildly. I would I would say I would safely say that it's not drugs, because um, again, that's not a reason to like with prejudice get rid of this guy. Um, I don't know. It had to be it had to be behavioral that wasn't illegal. Yeah, because if it was illegal, we would have found out about it. So, um, in any case, uh, it, the Blues are lucky to have him. He's a good hockey player. Um, you know, everybody has thought that this is guy. This guy's a potential thirty goal scorer. Yeah. Um, I don't know what. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a very it's a big unknown. But for what the Blues lost to get him, it's peanuts. Yeah. So if 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 Verona doesn't work out, or if he bangs. Buble, Michael, what's the fucking coach's name there? Who? Barube. The Blues Barube. If he bangs Barube's wife, then you know, uh, no, no, they didn't lose anything really that was substantial. Sure. All right, moving on. Nick Benino goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins for some reason. Yeah, who knows, man. <laughs> Are uh, the Penguins trying to win the cup? Yeah, they are for sure. Okay, yeah, All right. they're gonna beat Boston for sure. Uh, they'll definitely beat Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no, they they got a chance. definitely definitely a good year to try to squeak into the playoffs for sure. One of the wow, your your chances of making it to the second round as a wild card in the East this year are so good. Yeah, yeah, I man, I it's a head scratcher to me, but. Um, yeah, I've also heard from a few Penguins fans, like, why not try to run it back? You either sell your guys or you just try to run it back. So, I mean, I guess they're going... There's nothing to run back. I just, I don't, I don't, I can understand that, but there, I, to me, there's just really nothing to run back. Like, this is, this is not a team where uh, making a first-round playoff exit is an accomplishment. Yeah, I think out, is, outside... It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a reminder that your team has declined and you need to rebuild. Yeah. I don't disagree so, at all. Yeah. Um, moving on. Uh, let's see here. What do we give a shit? We don't care about Vlad Nemestikov. Uh, I don't care about that. Uh, Pittsburgh adds Kulikov. Do we care? Not really. Not really. Okay. Um, Oscar Sundquist is left from the Red Wings for a fourth. No one cares. I do uh, like I like Buffalo picking up Jordan Greenway. Okay. I, I like Jordan Greenway. He's not a huge point guy, but he's a he's a good grinder on the bottom. Sure. So, um, sure. yeah, and I mean, you know, protects the young guys a little bit there in Buffalo. So, okay, yeah, sure. I don't mind. That. Um, jump forward. Uh, John Klingberg goes to the Minnesota Wild to uh, from the Duckies. Uh, you kind of we kind of talked about this a little before. Um, you think this is? I mean, it was an inevitability that the Ducks are going to trade him. Yeah, they they weren't gonna get with the season that he had under Dallas Eakins and in, in Anaheim, they weren't gonna get much more than what they got. I think the the guy that it's funny because Andre Schuster just can't get away from Anaheim. Um, poor fucking guy doesn't want to be there at all, um, but, um, which I think is is fucking hilarious. But uh, this somebody's got a grudge with him. Like you're gonna keep you're I'm gonna keep you here for you're you're fucking staying. He's like my contract's up. You can, fucking tie him down <laughs> zip ties uh 20, uh-huh. 2025 fourth round pick that's a little underwhelming 
for for Klingberg. I think one of the, one of the guys, this uh, Nestorenko guy, is having a decent college career, and so I think they they were just like, yeah, let's grab him for no no one else was probably giving him more than a fucking fourth round pick. I don't think so. Sure. Uh, which is crazy, but you know, you see Ghost go for a third round pick in twenty twenty four or whatever it was, and and you just you know John Klingberg's not going to get that much uh but i I mean but you know (laughs) verbeek saw heronic go for a first and a second and he was for a split second you know he got hit you know he grew one size bigger um but he ended up with a fourth round pick so it is what it is uh the other one that's kind of interesting is is uh this is like the third time i think they said that brothers have been traded in the nhl uh so nick ritchie and Troy Stetcher go to the Calgary Flames, and Brett Ritchie and Connor Mackey go to the Arizona Coyotes, which I just, I think it's funny. I think it's a funny storyline of, you know, brothers getting traded for each other. I think it's pretty uh, pretty interesting, but. That is pretty cool. Um, other than that. Uh, I think that's it. The only other thing is future considerations is now, has been traded to the Los Angeles Kings. So yeah. our boy future considerations is hopefully going to skate in a top six role for the Kings, and and we'll see him in the playoffs. Whoop his ass in the playoffs. Yeah, we will. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, to kind of wrap all that up, uh, very, very active trade deadline, Mm -hmm. like like overall. Uh, The actual day was pretty underwhelming, but that's because we had so many fucking trades coming up beforehand. So yeah. uh, Very exciting trade deadline. It was fun to cover it, fun to watch it. Uh, It seemed like chaos there for a little bit. Um, even there was a little chaos at the end there when people thought JVR was going to the Red Wings. Uh, thought he was going to the Kraken, and then the Red Wings stole him, and then he didn't go anywhere. Very strange. Uh, and a lot of Philly fans were very upset that Philly wasn't a seller. Which is so um, bizarre to me. Which is so fucking bizarre. Um, it, we could sit here and grade everybody. I think at the end of the day, the notable ones to me uh, where they made good tri- Boston just got stronger. So sick. Or love. Like, Are you kidding me? That's... That's dude. That Amber Tuesday. Is fucking. Oh, that's, Jesus. It's, it's Boston versus the league. It, like it, at this it, point, it's it's just like everybody needs to combine their efforts to try to beat Boston. One super because they're so they're so fucking good. <laughs> um, so I would definitely say that they're a winner in this. Um, I'm gonna not to pick on Toronto, but fuck. I think they fucked this up. That's too much. They did too much. I think I think they fucked this up. They basically changed the entire makeup of their team. They added defensemen that they didn't need. Um, it just kind of, I don't know. I don't, I just don't really like what, what Dubas did. I think I, I, we're, we're all fans of going balls out and shooting your shot, but this is, this is like reckless. Yeah. Like this is, I need to make moves. Yeah. Everybody else in my division is making moves. It's just, to me, just killing your future. Rasmus Sandin is a great defenseman that they traded for Gustafsson. And he went. He he already went down to fucking Washington. Is is playing like everyone? Everyone in the fucking league knows that he can. Um, and they gave him a first wanna, round pick with him. You want to laugh about this? Gustafsson is playing fourth line fucking offense. No, because way. they don't have a spot for him on the D. No way, dude. Yes, I I shit you not. You know what that reminds me of? We were watching the Ducks game last night, and Alexiak scored, and I was kind of, you know, I kind of had like a weird reaction because Alexiak's terrible on defense, but he's been scoring sure. goals, um, and so he scores, and I was like, "What the fuck is he doing down there?" And Morgan just goes, "Is he a forward?" 
<laughs> and I was like, he fucking sure thinks he is, dude. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely jumps in the play enough to where you would think that. Uh, yeah, for um, for me, for me, my winner and loser, uh, Boston is an obvious choice. But I I really do like what I I would have liked to see the Rangers do one more move, probably on the back end. Um, but I like I like them just stock in that top six. That is a nasty. Don't give New York a power play. I know Kaner is struggling yeah. a little bit, but do not give New York a power play. It's it's it doubling down on what you're good at, 100%. not fixing what you're bad at. Um, and, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. We'll see. Yeah. Um, this team is definitely going to be made up of outscoring your problems, and if Shesterkin doesn't play well, you're... 100%, but I, I, I do... I, I just, I like, you know, getting some of that experience, getting a couple cups in there in both Tarasenko and Kaner uh, around your young guys, getting that young, yep. young, you know, Lafreniere, Heedle, and Kako line back together that had a bunch of success in the playoffs uh, two years ago or last year. Um, and then my loser is the Vancouver Canucks, man. They needed, and I love to see it as a Kraken fan, they needed to just shop these guys. They needed to get yep. rid of as many guys as they could and, and just stack some draft picks you have a nice young core. Put some some really nice young uh, guys around them in the next couple of years, and and just you know, uh, just build a nice future. Don't give away your first round pick for fucking Heronic when when you're nowhere close to the playoffs. He right. barely helps you even next year. Uh, oh yeah. Just to me, there were a lot of losers in this one. Uh, Philly's a loser. Vancouver's a loser. Um, uh, I'd say the Sharks did okay. I think, you know, they didn't get exactly what we kind of worked up in our heads that we thought they were going to get, but they did okay. Yeah. Um, you could argue that Carlson sticking around is probably not good. Well, he was pissed about it. He chucked his helmet on the ice last night. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he didn't want to be there, and he was putting up this Norris-caliber season to get traded. But, God, I mean, even a Norris-caliber season doesn't get rid of your fucking massive contract. So I think there I think there is an issue right there. Um, I think uh, other than that, man, I mean Chicago cleaned house. That was the right thing to do. Um, God, other than that, I just don't. I, it it was an arms race in the East. It was an arms race in the East to try to try to, in the eventuality that you play Boston, you've got to do your best to try to beat them. And fuck, man, I just don't. I just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they they can be beat. It's gonna be tough. They're, First first round, I it's it, it couldn't be the most rubber stamp first round ever. Yeah, that's gonna be like I fun. just whoever whoever plays them, any of those bubble teams, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Florida, Ottawa, like any of those teams are just getting dummied by Boston in the first round. It's a it's a sweep, like a, a sweep in any of them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So they'll have the honor of of losing in the first round to Boston, and then and then it'll get interesting. We'll see if the other teams can actually keep up with Boston's speed and physicality and that kind of thing. Um, the teams that actually geared up to try to beat them. So yep. uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, we could, we let's end on a little bit of playoff talk real quick. Um, as we record this uh, on March 8th, we're looking at some season standings here and boy, I, I mean, the East is still strangely wide open for the wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could make an argument that 
Washington, Buffalo, Ottawa, Florida, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and the Islanders are all in it for those last two wildcard spots uh, for the honor of losing to Carolina and Boston in the first round. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody's in it. Detroit's kind of given up. Uh, Florida is just, I don't know. It's almost not worth talking about because, like we said, all these teams will not win the first right. round. It's, it's who has the honor of losing to Carolina and Boston. Um, that's basically what it's going to be. And uh, so who's going to get the wild card? It's not Detroit. Uh, I think the Islanders, you could say, you could safe to say that they're in. So, you know, it's that last spot between Pittsburgh, Florida, Ottawa, and Buffalo kind of fighting all together. Um, it looked like Ottawa was going to make a push, but they're kind of playing 500. Buffalo's playing 500. Florida is playing 500. It, it, it's just a it's just an aggressively mediocre fight for the last wild card spot, and it, I guess, doesn't really matter. It's not going to matter anyway, so. No, no. So, I guess it's, there's, not much to, there's not much to talk about that on that. The West, though, West, though, is interesting because the playoffs are, barring a huge turnaround in Calgary's season, the playoffs are basically set in the West. Yeah. Uh, keep right. an eye on Nashville, too. We were talking about it a little bit. That's right. Bit. That's right. You could you could you could maybe maybe say that Nashville's a dark horse, even though they were kind of sellers at the deadline. Um, theoretically, mathematically, you know they've got games in hand on the three teams in front of them, and could could jump in the standings if they go on a little heater. Um, six three and one in their last ten is nothing to boast about, but um, you know with with Calgary playing doing four four and two in their last ten, Winnipeg on a free fall, and Edmonton five three and two in their last ten. Uh, yeah, maybe. With with enough teams being aggressively mediocre, yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I mean, Winnipeg's got to steer it around real quick because, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I watched the last two Calgary games and they looked a lot better than they have all season. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, hopefully if you're a Calgary Flames fan, they're kind of coming around and figuring it out at the right time to jump. Do they just Winnipeg, does, does Winnipeg just hate Nino Niederreiter? I mean, it's got to be that or Nemestikov. <laughs> yeah, or Nemestikov. Yeah, who knew? Who knew that those two? Well, okay, that's not fair. Nemestikov, maybe he's not a needle mover, but I like Nino Niederreiter, yeah. so um, he he should help out that team. But God, they're struggling. I mean, two six and two in their last ten. That was before Niederreiter got there. So there's something yeah. else going on. Yeah, um, but I'm looking at these standings right now, especially from a. I mean, the the central's basically set. Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado. I don't think those are going to switch switch up anytime soon um i mean you could is winnipeg in the central yeah okay so maybe maybe winnipeg goes up there because colorado i mean colorado is they're playing fine um so not not a huge deal i I do think that it stays dallas minnesota colorado um but the pacific though i mean uh, vegas la at 82 seattle at 80 with a game in hand on la uh boy um it's very possible. The, the the Pacific Division is still well within the grasp of the Seattle Kraken to win. And with the Kraken with the fourth easiest schedule going forward, you just you never know. They could they could leapfrog that. It's gonna help. I mean I almost want them to just stay right where they are and yeah. play LA in the first round. Uh for some reason if you win the Pacific you'll have the honor of playing an arguably harder team. Yeah. Because um, I would much rather I would much rather play LA in the first round than Edmonton. Yeah, same. Um Edmonton, I, under Edmonton has some glaring flaws, but at the end of the day, Connor McDavid. Yeah, Connor McDavid will. May, might I postulate 
Connor McDavid. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing we need to say is Connor McDavid. Yeah. And now, if they take on Winnipeg, I'm okay with that. But I don't know. That's that's possible too. Uh, shit. The Pacific Division. The the fucking conference is up for grabs. Yeah. You know, with with one win, Seattle is currently it will be tied for first in the conference. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very open right now for positioning, but basically I think we can all take a all Kraken fans can take a, a sigh of relief that uh, I think they're I think they like have a 95 96% chance to make the playoffs. We're going to see some playoff hockey. There's no way with that schedule and them on a five game heater. There's yep. there's no way. There's yep. just it's there in the playoffs, which is great. Yeah, I think that that's awesome and uh, we'll get to see get to see some playoff hockey at CPA. Yep. That's right. All right, is that it? Uh, only thing I will say, even if your opponent is Corey Perry, please don't spear people in the nuts. I cannot. I cannot. That's terrible, cannot agree dude. With you on this statement. Well, that's terrible. That's just <laughs> bush league. Corey Perry has a collection of nuts that he has taken from people. He has tro- he has trophy cases. Of nuts that he has removed from people. Yeah, you don't. You said it yourself, Chance. You don't meet hate with hate. <laughs> there you go. I'm using your own. Okay, words but when it's you. one, but when it's one pile of shit spearing another pile of shit, like I mean, let him go do it. Like, okay, I'm completely okay with this argument because this is what everyone was saying on fucking comment sections everywhere. It's Corey Perry, so it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that's the case. Be face to face with him, <laughs> and have a nut spearing contest. No thanks. I'm okay, that's that's okay. Coming no. up in a pile when the guy is looking the other direction and spearing him in the no. nuts is no. If, if it's like if it's like Milan Lukic spearing Corey Perry in the nuts, it's like yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But but like, and you don't feel bad for either party because Corey Perry's gonna go spear him back, or or did it earlier and they're getting back at each other. Um, but, but, you know, like you don't want, you don't want like sweet, innocent, doe-eyed Matty Beneers doing that. Like if Matty Beneers spears Corey Perry in the nuts, you're like, my sweet, my sweet summer child, what are you doing? If, if Matty Beneers ever spears someone in the nuts, they, never. they deserved it wholeheartedly. That like, kid doesn't have a fucking mean bone in his body. But no. You, it's like you that. needed it, dude. Oh, he's that that kid is a saint. There's no way. There's not one. You could never find it. That would he would never spear anybody. <laughs> God, next game he's gonna fucking spear someone, isn't he? Not my sweet boy. Ah, how could <laughs> they? Dun Dun's gonna fucking lose it if he. Oh yeah. Oh, Dun's Dun. Oh, love that. I love. I love if Dun's gonna try to make himself the tough guy on the team. <laughs> Sixty point world. tough guy. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right, Todd Bertuzzi. That's great. The second coming. All right, everybody. That's it for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, For future considerations, our trade deadline wrap-up episode. Uh, Also some good crack and talk in there. Thanks again for listening in. Uh, Welcome all you new listeners. Hope you guys like the episode. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you can get every episode as soon as it comes out. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook. We are uh, pretty active on both of those. If you guys are ever interested in asking us some questions or wanting to get some advertising on the show, hit us up. We are widely available. 
Uh, once again, shout out to the Hockey Podcast Network, The Hub, and John Miller for sponsoring this episode. Oh, and DraftKings as well. There you go. Well, they, they got that. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, appreciate you guys' uh, uh, loyalty to the show. And uh, hope to see you guys next week.